Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Dark Myths Podcast. This is a podcast about the members of the Dark Myths Collective. Explore what lies beyond and enter the minds of the Dark Lords. The Darkness awaits. Greetings, listeners of the Dark Myths Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Christophe Sandraissons. As always, I'm your host. And welcome to the episode 5 of the show where we interview and discuss things with Dark Myths Podcast Group members. This time... We are talking with an especially prolific member of Dark Myths, Travis John Doe, from the Bohemian podcast, the History of Germany, the Secret Cabinet, the History of Alchemy, and some others. Hello, Travis. Hey, how's it going? It's nice to be here, by the way. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Well, you're a member of Dark Myths, so we we have to have you on the show, comrade. Oh, it's it's mandatory. Is it? It's mandatory fun. Is that? Are you not happy? <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm happy, comrade. I'm happy. Anyway, uh, tell us about yourself, Travis. I know you've done this many times, but you have uh, about five to ten minutes to explain who are you, where are you from, what's your childhood, how did you grow up, and how did you end up doing podcasts? Oh, I guess it's all kind of related. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, so I lived for 20 years in Europe. Maybe let's start there. I grew up in Germany. I lived in Czech Republic for 10 years, and hence my... Uh, the wanting to do history of Germany podcast. And then also I translate that into German as Geschichte der Deutschen so that, that it kind of exists twice. Um, and then Bohemian is all about the Czech Republic, which I do with, uh, I co-host with Pete Coleman and, um, yeah, they, like last couple episodes, he's been doing some episodes of bedtime stories, like legends from the Czech Republic, um, and around Prague, especially around Prague. And he's just, been, he's just been reading them to his son, like literally as bedtime stories. And, and those are fantastic. But we talk about all kinds of stuff. Some similar issues as with uh, the Eastern Border podcast, but also like medieval stuff. And oh, yeah, it's, you know, all kinds of history from from Czech Republic. And um, yeah, so then, I mean, the other thing about Prague, I guess, to say is that it is a mystical city. I was a ghost tour guide there for a while. And on the, my ghost tours, I would talk about alchemists quite a bit, because if you wander through Prague, there's an old, there's a, a one building that used well, to be that, an alchemist That lab, used to be couple, the capital actually. of alchemy, for one. Yeah, it really was. For the golden age of alchemy, that's that's where they, they were invited into Prague by Rudolf II to his court and just the city in general. They they Other parts of Europe, it was kind of dangerous, like they could be persecuted. Um, so I just, you know, I just, that, that woke a fascination of like, what, what did they actually do in these buildings? And cause they, that history is still there. Um, and that's a, that's a question that I wish I never asked because it's been a long, like five, more than five year journey of like reading alchemy, alchemical books and like now like some pretty obscure and, uh, you know, niche topics of, of alchemy um, to, to get to the bottom of like, what what is the definition of alchemy? Like throughout history, like what did what did they believe? Why did they think they could do what they what they what did they try to do? And why did they think it was possible? And, um, you know, all those all those things. And uh, that's just been a lot of fun. So that that's history of alchemy. It all ties in. Um, and then secret cabinet. I, I translate from the original German, Das Geheime Kabinett, mm-hmm. um, by Der Budler, uh, a, a, those are all the naughty bits of history, and uh, that's also a Dark Myths member. Um, it's, it's a great Dark Myths fit, I, I believe, personally, like, the Secret Cabinet is a great fit for the, for the network. Um, it's just all the naughty bits of history, but... <clears throat> presented with class like it's not it's not a vulgar show uh i think it might be marked explicit just because the topics might be you know i don't know history of dildos napoleon's penis uh you know i don't um but yeah, but i don't, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't explicit. It, 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 I mean i understand the fact that uh my show also 
Marvel real artifacts. So, some some of my shows get marked explicit because some people have reported on on them because they're offensive. Yeah, my Chern my Chernobyl episode was offensive. It's crazy. I got one complaint. You want to know what episode that one complaint was on? Oh yeah, sh- surely, man. Because this is this is also one of the things they ask. Give us some of your bad reviews or complaints. So one free. I've only gotten one complaint about swearing, and it was when I did a joint we uh I, with the lesser Bonapartes. We sat down and talked about Charlemagne, and they put it on their feed, and I put it on my feed. So we did like two different intros and outros, but it was the same show. And uh, I got a complaint for it. They're like, "Oh, those guys you had on the show, like the you know, I'm I'm not used to this this like I don't want to talk bad about you know like because sure like hey hey don't talk don't about my show, my show yeah so I don't yeah. normally swear on my show but I was also they even asked and I was like yeah I don't really like I don't really care I think I must have sworn before but apparently not because I got a complaint as soon as I aired it it was it um, was it was Daniel Zeta of Lester Bonaparte yeah that's kind of funny but so that difference yeah, so, now. <laughs> So I marked that explicit, and life goes on. You know, that's that's the only that's the only one really. Oh boy, this, um, well, my show is all. I don't know how many oh, shows. Yeah, of, that, how many shows reviews, on Dark Myths yeah, are not explicit? So I, I'm starting to think now. Uh, Astonishing Legends have sweared in their shows. Jordan Harbor is explicit because of very violent content now and then. Let's not yeah, even mention Scald here. Yeah. I don't know. So Secret Cabinet is exactly because of the content. It's marked explicit because we're, we talk about a lot of. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the stuff that's that was left out of the history books. The secret cabinet was like an actual cabinet in, um, I think it was in the in the museum in, in uh, Naples. And yeah, it was like stuff they didn't want the fine ladies and gentlemen to see. So yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Um, and what else? I mean, there's, there's uh, there, I must be forgetting something, right? What else do I do? Um, oh, Americana for all. Yeah, in German, I do an, I do another podcast, and then the, there's a couple more shows in the works. That's why it's hard to keep it all straight. Um, but I won't I won't mention those yet. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, stay stay tuned at uh, um, podcastnick.com for for everything really, and then we can move on. So well, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you do you have any hobbies besides podcasting? Because you're obviously hyper hyper. I do. Yeah, yeah, please do tell about them. Especially talk about the stuff that we can see and the web, uh, that I can see interviewing you and the webcam just behind you. I see oh, that you're a model. Oh my goodness! Oh, so well, that's not even really a hobby. I have a, I have a Lego problem. I collect Lego pirate ships. That's not a hobby. That is a problem. And uh, I paint miniatures for a game called Dystopian Wars. Um, but I don't even know. I don't, yeah, I don't have any paintings behind me. But I try to paint like to get away from computer screens. Uh, which includes podcasting, by the way. Like that's my escape from everything. Is is uh, I paint, which yeah, you could you could find that online if you snoop. It's it's there. It's yeah. Nice. So do you have yeah. any do you have any uh, specific interesting cool personal story that you might want to share? Because we've gotten Jordan Bonaparte spoke about how he actually met the J- the Jasons actor from Friday the Thirteenth and how he likes horror movies. And other Jordan likes classical music, and Glenn's into punk rock. So, what are you into, and what's your story about that? I can I can tell you that recently, just just because it's been a, a pretty big personal event, I recently moved from Prague back to California, and that's weird because I lived in Europe for 20 years, but not consecutively. So I lived like as a child. I grew up in Germany for 10 years, but not in a row. Um, but then I moved back. I moved to to Prague after college. Um, but I, but just recently I moved back here to the States, to the Bay area specifically. And it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird on so many levels to go from Prague to like, to here. Like I didn't, so in Prague, I just used mass transit and, um, My man. <laughs> walked a lot. I didn't own a car for 10 years. You know, I just, I took, I, I, li- I tried to live in the city because I wanted to live in Prague. For the listeners, um, we in Eastern parts of the Europe. I use a car to go to the countryside for one or I didn't even, yeah, no, yeah, I would rent I a car know. if I wanted to do that. But even I use trains a lot. So I love the experience, which is actually going away now. But back years ago, um, I, I would go to Munich, for instance, in a night train and you could spend the night in the train. And I guess those might exist in the States, but it's really not. It's not a typical thing. And because um, it normally would be at a three and a half car ride. So what? why bother? But you, you know, you pick some place that's like eight hours away and you say, I'm going to take a night train and they made those available for that. And then you get to the city, like I'll go to Budapest or I don't know, Bratislava or Munich or Berlin or whatever. And you wake up and you're refreshed and you go see the city. 
maybe spend one night there, maybe just come back the same day. But it was like we'd go to um, I wasn't far enough for a night, night train, but just we'd go to breweries by train, you know, just to just to go have something to do to Pilsen or or Budweiss, that kind of thing. Um, now it's like, I got a pickup truck. I drive everywhere train. Well, there, there's, there, there is public transport here. I should say, um, it exists in the Bay area. It's pretty good. Um, uh, but I drive everywhere. That is to say, I don't drive much at all anywhere because, um, the biggest culture shock thing is I don't go to stores anymore. I just don't go to, I just don't go to stores anymore. I go uh, grocery shopping, but I don't have to, like my wife orders stuff from, Whatever. Safeway delivers Amazon Fresh, Costco, maybe not. I don't know. Walmart. You yeah, can that, get like that, lettuce that, and milk. That, that's your that's your lucky part because I don't get any of that experience. That I want is, that well, here. So in Prague, I had it pretty good. I had it really bad now and then because I never had a car. Um, but the last place I lived, I lived for like five years or four years and I lived right across the street from a grocery store. So I just crossed the street and there I was. So I could just, it was as much as I could carry across the street, which was, you know, that's fine. It could be heavy. I'd be sweating, climbing the stairs. I lived on the third floor. No, no real elevator. Um, you know, that's, that's Europe. It's good times. Um, like my, (laughs) yeah, uh, the building I lived in had seen a world war or two, like that was kind of old. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. Like, uh, yeah. So now I just, I don't even, I, like I have a truck that I don't really drive unless I leave the city. I, I, I drive when I leave and I, I try to leave a lot because I, you know, because I have a truck. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go look at some trees, go look at some beaches. Oh, the beach. Yeah. I was, I was in a very landlocked country. You at least have a coastline. Um, we, well, yeah, there was, there was this joke, by the I way, I really that, missed that in Prague. There was the, by, by the way, this, this Soviet joke happened that, um, News from the Czechoslovakia to the Soviet government. The the uh, the, the Czech Republic, the Czechoslovaks are asking the, the Moscow government, hey, uh, could we just please have a seafaring ministry? You know, the, the marine, yeah. the marine things ministry. And, and the maybe... Soviet and the, and the Soviet guys are responding to why, why would you need a cabinet that includes this seafaring marine deals ministry? And the Czechs, the Czechoslovaks reply, well, but you guys have a culture ministry, don't you? Oh snap! <laughs> those uh, th- those yeah. little anti anti Soviet things that went around here. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, Czechs probably would think they need a navy though. That's the funny thing. Oh man, yeah, but yeah. So so that that there's a personal story. I'm still kind of going through culture shock, but um, nice. miss, missing the castles and cobblestones, but uh, enjoying the the palm trees and sand. So I guess it, it all works out. Nice. I was I was kind of worried because um, I'm thinking that uh, everyone else I asked normally where did the po- their podcast's name came from, but you have so many podcasts and they're all kind of I don't know history of Germany seems kind of cool, Bohemian, yeah I can understand that one. So I'm asking you where did Podcastnik came from? Uh, once once we had like multiple shows, I think we had like we were dealing with like five feeds at the time or something. I realized we should have one kind of a brand, just even just a URL, just a website that links to all the shows to make things less confusing. And uh, that's really where it started. Like now I'm going to, I'm going to found a company and it's going to, it's going to be a thing because it makes revenue and, and such. Um, but, but at, at the beginning it was just like, yeah, it's just going to be all these things. And of course living in Prague, um, podcast sneak really. So obviously there's the, you know, my logo is kind of looks like Sputnik, basically. It's got some antenna, obviously. But pod, podcast sneak would just be like bad check for, for podcaster, really. That's all that means. Sputnik podcast is what? What does it mean? Satellite? Is that what Sputnik means? Yeah, Sputnik means... Yeah. Satellite. And podcastnik... So, yeah, that, like, it, it, it sense super, in Russian as well. It I mean, could be Russian. It, it's Slavic. Yeah, it's Slavic. It could be Sounds Russian. Slavic. It could be Czech. It could be Croatian. Um, but it's it's um, it just means podcaster. And I'm just like, it's just super descriptive. It's hilarious the way that Sputnik is hilarious. We're going to launch light a satellite, a satellite into space. What what shall we call it? We call it satellite. Oh, sounds good, comrade. Let's go. What we name this rocket? Let's call it rocket. Rocket one, rocket two. Satellite one, satellite two. It was like it was it was the same with tanks. I mean the famous BT seven tanks which Soviets used. You know what BT stands for? Bistri uh-huh. tank. You know what oh, Bistri yeah. tank yeah. stands for? Uh, fast tank. Yeah, so it's fast literally tank. fast tank seven. Germans kind of do that too. It's not just a Russian thing, but yeah. yeah anyway, I mean, yeah. It's like these people sure had imagination, didn't they? 
as a technical writer, I can clearly appreciate this precision in naming. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's it's exactly what it is. It's just podcaster. It's just like that's that's what it is. Um, yeah, so that's it. It's just not that imaginative, actually. Um, but yeah, like Bohemian clearly that's yeah, Bohemia American. The rest is especially like history of I started with history of alchemy and Bohemian and then history of Germany. And I was just a history of Rome fan. So followed the history of alchemy format, you know, history of alchemy, history of Germany. Um, yeah, not very creative, but uh, I have a couple of shows coming out. I'll, I'll, I'll try to think of something better. <laughs> You'll manage. Now, uh, if you would have an advice to new podcasters, what would that be? Don't overthink. Okay, so first of all, yeah, don't. Okay, my my I'm not saying our first shows were good in terms of quality. But at first, our very first shows, we just used our headsets that we had at work. We just went to them because we were colleagues. We were both technical writers. We still are colleagues, both technical writers, Pete and I. And we just go into a meeting room with our headsets, plug them into our computers and record, uh, which was pretty bad, but it worked. And then we bought $6 microphones, the first microphones we actually invested money in because we just made, you know, poor check salaries. Like, come on. Um you know, $6. And those worked. I wouldn't say they're great. I wouldn't recommend them. And then people buy mixers, people buy, I don't know, amplifiers and this and that, and, and people spend money on software. Um, so I can't speak to PCs, but for Mac, we just use GarageBand, which I think was free. And it has a, you just turn the limiter up and it, you know, you just crank up the volume and that's what we do. And I think our podcasts are loud. <laughs> um, like it's not one where you have to, you know, you have to crank it up all the way. And that's it really. Like I use I use Audacity, better. which is also free, but perfect. Yeah, and I PCs. think it's free, and you don't need anything beyond Audacity. I think I've never really played with it, but I, you know, what I've heard is like, no, that's fine. You don't need extra stuff. Um, people use compressors and you know limiters and this and that, and um, eh, I don't know. Okay, there's a, there's uh, a limit for function Audacity, and I use it obviously. I, I think you use the yeah. garage okay. as well. So yeah, I tweak it. I do have my settings. Okay, sure, that is true. Like, there's a couple things that I wish I knew right away. But that's that that's for I, that's for editors that's for editors we both have editors man we, yeah. we know well but i edit some of the shows myself and i used to edit everything myself so it was still a matter of like okay yeah there's still my settings what i want um which i wish i would have known right from the beginning that's true i wish i would have like if i if someone would have told me from day one google what a limiter is in GarageBand and turn it on and turn it up just that sentence if someone would have sent that to me in an email, I would have been forever grateful because for one year, I think our podcasts were pretty quiet and this and that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like, uh, you know, now that I have a team behind me, can I, can I introduce, because Podcast Nick LLC. Yeah, is, sure, sure, man. It's not actually just me. I, I kind of feel bad. Like, it's not like I'm doing all these shows. Um, and Christops is, is a part of it, whether he likes it or not. But yeah, we have an editor. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm and, a part of everything these days lately. Yeah, and, this and, is my job, man. Yeah, so Andrew, uh, so Christops actually might be part, of, might be a writer for some of the shows that aren't even out yet. He might help me out with History of Germany now and then. Um, and then uh, we have uh, Andrew Funcook, who's our editor. He edits like like that guy. He edits like four of my shows. He edits Lesser Bonaparte. He edits Jordan. Jordan, you know, I Twilight. Can I can affirm that. Really, I mean, he does edit our show too. Yeah. So I, so I, like, podcast Nick could not exist without that guy. For instance, that guy Andrew, like, you know, makes it all happen. Andrew actually might be starting his own show here pretty soon. So I'm, you know, and then again, like, I'm trying to write and help get that but off the ground. If I interview too. Andrew, who's gonna edit the show? That's he's well. I make him that, edit. Show. That's, 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 like, that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy. No, no, no. Well, this, I did show, tell him, I did... this show fully edited by uh, Alice because uh, you know our our editors union is combining together. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, I did tell him I'll give him a raise for his own editing his own show. So, so th this is this is the this is the first time, by the way, when we actually mention our editors on this the show. Yeah, we well, have two. Well, we yeah, that's what I'm so saying. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me finish. Let me finish the okay. introduction. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, sure, I mean, sure. Alice, sure, your your editor um, should definitely get her props, and she'll also hopefully be a podcaster, a podcast dress, podcast nitschka, podcast One of these days. Um, but but then we also so of course we have Pete Coleman who co-hosts Bohemian and um, History of Alchemy, and he's he's and, historical reconstructions. I know, and I appreciate that because I'm also into that. 
Yeah, so he's he's a mad history nerd, obviously. I mean, yeah, so he really... The thing is, he's still in Prague. He's on the... He's boots on the ground, like... Or, well, yeah. Uh, he's wheelchair on the ground in Prague. Dark Myths Podcast shall take, I, take some time and visit the guy, because really, that's just Prague. I'll, yeah, but he's I'll there. go see him, by the way. I know, I, I've yeah, spoken you guys, to him. Yeah, you guys aren't that far. You guys are just a couple of states away. EU states away, really. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, a two, it's, a two, it's two hours by plane, man. Oh, it's nothing, yeah. And actually, planes are cheaper cheaper than trains now, and yeah. 29, 29 euros for a ticket, by the way. 29 oh, yeah. euros. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you can get really cheap deals. Go see Pete, dude. What are you doing? Go see Pete. Or Pete, if you're listening, go see Kristaps. He's in Riga. Um, but yeah, so also, we got Pete's. And then also, Secret, Secret Cabinet is actually just a translation from the original German by Der Budla. And Der Budla is an un, another unwilling uh, member of the team who is, um, uh, he works, yeah, he works in Wittenberg in the Luther house. So mm-hmm. he's, he works in Luther's, like, it's just crazy. Like he gave me a tour once of Wittenberg and the Luther house and um, all that. And he does a, a couple of podcasts in German. He's also by trade, he's an archeologist. So he like, un, he helped uncover, he talks about Luther's um, toilet, seriously, on German television at one point. So he's he's there. He's in the mix. He does the, the secret cabinet in German and his own shows. And then um, Stefan Giesbad, who's a German podcaster, is helping me launch a new project and also writing on history of Germany, hopefully in the future here and there. And so I don't know. I lost track. There's like, what, eight of us. I mean, there's oh a, a Kimberly who will um, I'm helping to launch a show. So she's helping me write. She She was a researcher and writer previously, and now she's going to launch her own show. Um, so I don't know, eight, nine people. I don't even know. So like, there's no way that I can just sit here and be like, oh yeah, I have all these shows and it's all me. Well, and, you're uh, the, you're th- the big thank boss. You very man. much. And yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just awesome like that. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, I'm half as awesome as you think I am. Yeah. But the thing is, which is still pretty awesome. Like I know I, I, I recognize. For things, the, the resounding message throughout the podcasts, which I have been receiving is just, you know what? It's a lot of work, but you have to do it. If you want to do it right, yeah. you, you have to put a lot of work well, in it, I think. So now I have enough projects and there's enough people involved that I kind of get to do what I want to do, like exactly what I want to do. And um, so I can read what I want to read. There's so many things going at the same time that we're like, okay, I got to, okay, I'll read Germany. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll outsource this, but I'll read Alchemy. I'll finish this book. Um, and But I don't have to edit anymore, which is nice. Thank you, Andrew. Like I just edit my German shows now, which is two feeds. And um, and then, yeah, working with other podcasters and just saying, OK, how, how about I write this for your show? And then you're the star. You're the voice. You're the star of the show. Go go do it. Um, but I'm but so I'm writing on a ton of shows, uh, many of which. Yeah, several of which I you might not even know. Like I might you might hear me at the very end or something mention mention dark myths or mention Agora or something. Um, but but yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's talking it. about Agora, you are uh, you are currently the only member of both dark myths and Agora. Wait a minute, that's not true. Isn't Ben? Isn't ben, uh, Wittenberg to Westphalia? Isn't he that, just are, applied? Is he, is he accepted in Agora as well? No. Yeah. Oh great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now we have two, but uh, you were the first one, and I think you might yeah, have both pulled, of us. Both of us German part. German podcasters, like he does Wittenberg to Westphalia uh, podcast. He hasn't got into Wittenberg yet, though. He what hasn't now? got into Wittenberg yet, though. No, it takes him a while. I, d- I did a guest show there just because I wanted him to like get to the freaking battles already. Come on, I did his like episode seven. He's a great he, guy. I love this. Yeah, show. He does a fantastic job of giving you the lay of the land. Like if, um, so he's he's doing a great job right now of like setting it all up. I think he did like a ten part miniseries of just geography lesson, really. Um, which I here or there snippets I help him write. So that's why I'm mentioning it. I'm mentioning it like there's a I couple of like dark myths, my job lesson that my Bavarian teacher told me like that made it into his show. Dude, so. I, I, I am the person responsible for him being on dark myths because I wrote to him on several occasions and just kind of I, I poked him until he joined and we're glad to have him. Oh, that's your fault? Because yep. Ben's really a horrible person. And I, take <laughs> it all back. I was just being polite because I wrote. No, that's awesome. At the, when he first started, I sent him a five-minute MP3. It was like a German lesson of pronunciation. I was like, okay, so 
U with two dots is U. There's U. There's A. There's H. You know, and uh, you know the CH. There's you and teach, I, I, you, teach the R. The, um, you teach the American the umlauts. I, I see. I just I just told him a few things about the German accent, and I said if you if you speak like this, when you read the German word like Frankfurt or Berlin or München, then uh, or a Prague like Czechian, then then you will understand Latvian and uh, the Soviet Union. With with Christophs, <laughs> then you will understand. Uh, then you will do a great job and good luck with your podcast. Yes, ben. we can. I wish can. you all the back, all the best. <laughs> uh, auf Wiedersehen. And this is and this is why you should listen to all the podcasts by Travis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or you, you, you have messed up my my Soviet well, accent. By the way, I must I must put away. it back on just to remember uh, how it is how it is like uh, to talk I in purposefully... Soviet. I stay away from German accents, from accents on history of Germany. Like, I don't want to go there. Oh, I know, but the thing is, uh, uh, you know, th- this like, is my natural voice. You, you hear my natural voice. It's gotten better with time because I've been speaking to Americans, but a lot of people, for example, tell me that I have a very Eastern European accent, even when I'm not trying very hard or something. Yeah. But yeah, in general, I mean, in general people yeah. say that I have an accent. I can't hear. It doesn't accent. really matter. And you know what? I mean, I like I'm I'm the wrong person to talk to because I've lived there for so long that. Yeah, me, I was I was just about funny. to ask you that. Do you have an accent of your own? Do, do Americans? I used to. I used to have an accent when, like, when I was 14 and moved to high school. I think I spoke funny, not like with an accent, but German was easier for me, and I just didn't know some words, and I spoke a very flat, no slang, and very slow English. I think, and. Uh, um, which is probably good for a podcaster. That's, that's probably right on. But I sounded funny. I, like my parents, you know, we moved away in the 80s. So I probably it was like a time capsule. We sounded like we were from the 80s, probably in 1996. And uh, but no, like, yeah, in Prague, I like I had to really focus to understand some Czech. Czech is really hard. And um, it was just funny to finally like move back. And it's like, oh, whoa, I can talk to everybody and and like easily. And no one has an accent. And like, oh, that's that's strange. Um, actually, a lot of people here have an accent, but that's yeah. I mean, so it, like, but it's like everybody just just speaks oh. English here. That's so weird. What's what's going on? That was that was actually definitely the first week or so. Just the strangest thing. I just walked into the bar across the street and talked to just talked to anybody I wanted to. People were probably thinking like, "Holy shit! Like, go away, dude!" Because uh, I was like, "Oh, the bar. You speak English. Oh my god. Oh, the, this the Ethiopian dude speaks English, and this guy speaks English. And hey, you know." And oh man, like it's just yeah. Um, I'm definitely used to accents. Definitely used to accents. I, wow. I like, like history on fire. What's his name? Dan- Daniela. Daniela um, Bolelli. And we have, oh, we should yeah. totally have a beer together. Like all three of us, man. Cause yeah, he's we spent awesome. my last episode talking about him, talking with him about Europe and our culture and everything. And yeah. Was, I think so cool. it's not. Yeah. He, so he has a strong accent. He has a stronger accent than you do. And I think that maybe, maybe like I instantly, I was fine with it, I guess. But in like, maybe it takes a little bit of getting used to, but you don't really have to focus after a while. You just get used to it. And then it's just, you can just focus on the content and the, and his show is just so great. Like the content is just so fantastic that it just shines through. Like he, he did an episode on Etsy, the Iceman. And so did I, but I don't, I never mentioned that because I'm so embarrassed. Like his is, his is so awesome. Like, uh, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, it was just a great, it's just a great show. Like his, his, uh, his, what he has to say is his insight, his ability to like, you know, give insight into historical, um, events is just fantastic. Who cares if he has an accent or not? Wow. That's a powerful message out there, by the way. And, um, yeah, but yeah, another question. When we're talking, when we're talking about messages, and this is the part which I asked no one to spoil. No, well, Dark I, I, have a, I have a problem. I have a problem sometimes with Jordan Harbor. I, I can't really understand his Canadian accent and Craig Buddy. I got to be honest. <laughs> I barely understand them. Oh no, man! I do. I do get those guys. But, well, Jordan, no, I'm, I'm kidding because they're uh, like a Canadian accent is practically American, but but you can still tell they're Canadian. Like if Jordan, like even I don't know. Like a, like he gets he's all it's all dramatic. His show is all you know dramatic and and it's very well acted out. But then he has a, that slight Canadian act, accent. I'm like, oh yeah, he's Canadian. I don't know. It's just always it's just it's just, it is there. By the way, Jordan Bonaparte. He thought Jordan Harbor was American. Yeah, most people probably would. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Most, but yeah, yeah, this this part which I ask you not to spoil to anyone. So what's your message to the Dark Myths group? What do you want to say to everyone? Which this is the only place where they're gonna find out because no one has spoiled anything yet. Find out what? 
what the other people's well, messages were. How, okay, I'm, I'm sure you'll know them before anyone else, but what's your message to the Darkman's group, which you'd only oh, say on our show? Uh, what, what do you mean? It's not private. This can be published, right? I mean, this can be public. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what? I mean, at least to us, comrade, we see everything. Geez, the, the, uh, the, the message to my fellow comrades is it's great to be part of team. Uh, I speak from heart when I say it is, it is, it is good to be a member. It is good to be a member of uh, Dark Myth. It, it is very good to be a member of Agora. Oh, I mean, I defect. I defect. <laughs> nice. That, That's good enough. That's good enough. And by the way, if you had something to say to your listeners, what would that be? We're all about, see, we're, we're all about embarrassment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here we can reveal our, um, and a lot of people oh, have. Oh man, my listeners. I, so I go, I go out on a limb with my, actually, one, one secret I can divulge is if, is if you kind of speak German, but not really, but you kind of do. Uh, I, I, I talk some serious smack on my German podcast because I just know, I kind of feel like it's a secret language and my listeners are thousands of kilometers away. Like, I don't know, more than 10,000 kilometers. Away. I just feel kind of safe. Like, and so I just, I t- say all kinds of personal stuff. I say all kinds of like, like, eh, it could be seen as anti-American, but eh, it's it, like, it's, it's history. It's history, um, is the thing. But, um, yeah, I just, I just go for it. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say this in English, but yeah, whatever. Here you, you guys, here you go. You guys can handle the truth. Here's how it goes down. And, um, that's a secret kind of, because if people figured that out, if they could kind of speak German or if someone translates that, I could probably get in trouble for this or that. Oh man, I, I just looked at this and it was like, hey, hey it looks very European. I'm, I'm fine with this. Because uh, magical kind of secret I'm translating in English. If you podcasted in Latvian, then every, your neighbors could understand what you're saying, and they'd be like, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, that guy." No, no, I openly you know, go. He's to a my, flag burner. I openly go to my neighbors, by the way, and talk about my show. That's how I get the stories. And uh, I've gotten yeah. Russian death threats. Come on, you know it's what you're saying here. Yeah, I've, are, I've never gotten death threats. Yeah, that's good. You have death death threat gap, dear sir. Death threat gap. That's. Yeah, I'm always, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you would, by the way, uh, recommend a show that is not yours and not mine, because I've been recommended once already, and I, I really don't want to use this for personal promotion, man. Someone someone from totally outside of the community? No, no, so, no, so no, 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 from okay. Dark Myths, but Listen. who's not you or me, okay? Okay, let me, let me break this down you can recommend for you. other Here. people, too. Let me, let me peel this onion. So our community has many layers. There is, uh, there's Agora. My favorite Agora show, um, oh, geez, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I say favorite. But an Agora show I really enjoy at the moment is um, uh, uh, History of England or History of China. There, I mentioned two. They can fight over it. Um, uh, my, favorite, my favorite Dark Myths or a great Dark Myths one is, um, is uh, have you ever, uh, well, my least favorite is probably the, this Eastern border crap with uh, this Kristaps dude that's like, Oh, he just like rambles on about his childhood and how gray and depressing the communists were and boohoo. Um, but a great show is well, History of Pirates, obviously. History of Pirates is fantastic. He needs to do more. The part about Eastern border shall be cut out, obviously. <laughs> so in Dark Myths, um, uh, yeah, Craig Buddy. The reason I would give Craig Buddy four stars is because he needs to have more episodes. It's just so good, and it's like I need more. I feel like I'm. Like a junkie, like begging for for history of pirates podcasts on the street corner, you know, it's just is pathetic. Um, but then there's also the wider community because then there's like the Facebook group where we all hang out with like history podcasts. Um, I always listen to don't don't, like, don't tell them about the Facebook group, man. They will want in. Uh, the secret. It's a closed <laughs> group. You cannot come in. No, no, yeah, no, no. it's okay. Just actually, 
it's, you it's, know, it's a thing how this whole thing started anyways so, so like, this is this is kind I, of I guess our listeners should know yeah. that yes we um, do commit it on their facebook because that's what we do i was gonna say this is probably pointless for our listeners because they probably came from that group mostly um but the history <laughs> podcasts group and facebook all caps history podcasts there's like 400 500 history podcasters that hang out there with uh, thousands of listeners it's like ridiculous um so it's a great community like holy crap like when i discovered it as a Do you know who runs podcast. that so the community do you know um, who's the admin the, the admin is what you jordan jordan yeah it's jordan basically it's like no, a dark myths yeah, conspiracy i don't know jordan started it independently and that's actually that doesn't matter though. yeah yeah that was way back in the day that, that was, was before back. either of, yeah uh, there's also the history podcasters network historypodcastersnetwork.com there, there's a new collage coming out there soon on food actually so you know there you should go see that there's a sly plug there historypodcastersnetwork.com or historypodcasters.com um but i, I i'm trying to catch up with uh, peter adamson's um, the history of philosophy in India. Have you have you ever heard his history of philosophy or history of philosophy in India? I haven't podcast? really know. Oh my God! So they're like he they're should so kind of send, she, He should kind of apply to our our group. I think. We no, he doesn't need him. to. He doesn't need to. He's he is his own. He just doesn't need any of us. He's just he's just awesome. Uh, so he does. So he's a history professor at the LMU in Munich at the Ludwig Maximilians Universität in München. Um, that's, he's a professor there, but he's an American and, um, I probably shouldn't have said it like that. Um, but Munich was Hitler's favorite city. Um, but <laughs> totally, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. Sorry. No longer going to appreciate this plug. Um, but he, like he's on hundreds, hundreds of episodes at this point, I believe it's like a hundred plus episodes on history of philosophy, starting from like pre-Socratic, you know, Western philosophy, Aristotle, the whole nine yards, um, up, up until the medieval days now is where he's at, I believe. And then history of India, where he's giving, you know, the whole, I mean, that's just, wow. The whole, like, Indian, um, like, Hindu and Vedic and Brahmin and that whole uh, philosophic tradition, he's trying to give that some justice. And so that's like, he's already on episode 50, I don't even know. And I'm trying to get caught up there. That is fantastic. If you like philosophy, and the thing is, like, if you just like history, because so much philosophy ties into that, the history of ideas, the history of science, By the, way, the history uh, of what we as, thought. As one of my, my, my teachers told me, and I'm, I'm sure it's been mentioned in some show, history is just applied philosophy anyways. Yeah, history of religion, history of politics. Politics is just applied philosophy. Absolutely, that's well put, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, that's why I love that show. It's kind of like I cheat, I plagiarize. I Sometimes I plagiarize so bad for history of alchemy that I leave his examples in. He always talks about Buster Keaton and giraffes, and sometimes I forget to like edit that out in my plagiarism. And it's it's there, so that's in history of alchemy sometimes, but it's just fantastic. And then um, I really enjoy the history of the Crusades, and I'm re-listening to part of that. I'm, so I'm, I was caught up, and then she um, uh, Sharon Eastaw did the history of the Crusades. Like now she's doing the Cathars, she's doing that series, and I was caught up with the Crusades, but I'm re-listening to parts for my own history of Germany and I'm going to use her podcast as a source kind of, um, and, and, um, I don't want to give you any spoilers here, but I'll, I'll definitely have her on the show at least once, um, to, yeah, during the, when I talk about the crusades and their effects in Germany and that kind of thing, you know, the and, French going off. And of course, so. and of course we all, as you mentioned, should kind of poke, poke at Daniele's, Daniele Bellelli's history on fire show. Well, Okay, so then there's that. Then there's a you know history like the World War II podcast. Ray Harris is brilliant. I love Ray. Okay, and then there's the wider um, the people that don't even hang out there. Like I'm a I I'm, I love the China History podcast by Lazlo Montgomery, but he doesn't hang out with us. Like he doesn't he has, he's been in he's been in my kitchen. I served him tea here in Santa Clara, California. I shit you not. In fact, he's in the Bay Area or was. I might have missed it. I don't know. Um, I think I missed it, but he was here again, um, and I was just too busy. Um, but yeah, he's around, but he doesn't really hang out in that community. He's like Facebook. What? Um, and then, and there's, there's also kind of a Reddit crowd, but I think a lot of them are also on Facebook. So there's, there's not just us, you know, there's, there's other folks out there. Um, but, but yeah, and then I listened to some German history podcasts that wouldn't even interest half of you guys. Um, but Angegraben or Das Geheime Kabinett, obviously. Uh, Amer Americana, for, Americana for euch is obviously uh, the Cabinet is an excellent show. It's like much better than the damn American ripoff, you know, who just basically translates the episodes and it's terrible. 
Yeah, Americana for Oi, because that one's been number one in history in iTunes for the last since February, since for the last last like four months running, un just uncontested, just absolute rocks Germany right now, and uh, that's an awesome show. I, I highly recommend that one if you speak German. Um, that's a great one out there. Yeah, hashtag uh, so if props, you speak German. Props to that guy, whoever that is, but that's. <laughs> genius that is just genius um who else yeah i mean that's yeah i mean i listen to some other non-history podcasts um but uh one of one one about movies in german sneak pod um you know a couple others um but yeah geez i don't know there's so many i have so many on my on my device right now and i can't even actually here yeah that's what i'd say you want me to tell you what's actually on my device right now that i would listen to next here, this is this is something that I've never done, and this could be embarrassing. Okay, if I hit play right now, it's a history of the United States by Jamie Re Jamie Redfern. That's a good one. Okay, so that's what that's what I was listening to. Um, and then uh, history of the papacy, and oh, and Sawbones, who like I have no contact with those people whatsoever. Uh, it's a married couple, and she's a doctor, and he's just kind of a comedian, does other shows. They're part of a larger network called mandatory fun maybe something i don't know something like that i, I forget what it is they um, are uh, ripping me off <laughs> yeah i was like yeah wait a minute um but they do uh they, they, yeah they're known they're known yeah. Sawbone, it's a medical history podcast and i love those stories they're just great and she's all business she knows the history and you know she's got a good sense of humor and her husband justin is just it's just hilarious and and yeah that so that's that that would have came up if i hit if i hit play here a History of Alexander Remastered. I have to catch up. Uh, that's like Jamie Redfern's old one. Is that right? And yeah. Um, History of Philosophy Without Any Gaps. Yeah. Peter Adamson. Def definitely. And then Ten American Presidents. I got a new one. Yeah. Uh, that's Royfield Brown. Um, yeah. A thousand, a thousand and One Heroes, Legends, and Histories. So Lester Bonaparte's obviously is there. History of Pirates is there. I already said that. The but, History Podcast. Oh my God, Lester Bonaparte. Who who does that show? It's terrible. <clears throat> a couple of losers, frankly. That is not not one I recommend. But History Podcasters podcast feed. So that's a podcast, actually. The History Podcasters. Um, yeah, World War II. Uh, yeah. Oh, Maritime History Podcasters. That, that's, that's high up on my list. So. What, what device do you use, by the way? I don't want to. I don't. Can I? I live in Silicon Valley, okay? Can we not talk about me? Oh boy, <laughs> I'm I'm using my cheap Android because I can't afford an iPhone. There I said it. I don't care. I don't even care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my phone my phone costs a ridiculous amount of money. I made me so angry, and I was like, if I converted this to crowns, I could buy. Okay, converted to crowns. Here's how I'll tell you. My phone cost me eight hundred to a thousand close. Yeah, maybe a thousand beers. My phone cost a thousand beers were I in Prague and check check beers cost me a thousand check beers. So probably a thousand Latvian beers, right? How much yep. does a Latvian beer cost in dollars? Do you know the exchange rate? About a would, dollar. Would it be less than a dollar or is it a dollar, a dollar a beer maybe? About a dollar. Well, a bit less than a dollar. Uh, yeah. 69 euro yeah. cents, 69 euro cents for this, uh, which is a pint of beer. So that's yeah. about a dollar. So Sixteen euros yeah. since about a dollar. That's kind of how I thought about it. So it kind of really hurt. So yeah, ouch. And ouch. It, oh, but part of the reason is I needed like my old phone was always full. My my old, my old phone finally got destroyed. But I finally was just like, I need a phone that I can just subscribe to every podcast I want, and just you know have more podcasts than I can actually listen to, and I just want that to not be a problem. And so that's what I do. Like I just have so much stuff on there, and I just oh, it's it's lovely. And um, an important so, question. Yeah. What's your favorite beer? Um, okay. Mm. What, what, what are we talking? Okay. So all time favorite beer is one that I've only seen a couple of times or it was like seasonal or it never existed. Um, never existed. It definitely existed once. Um, but it was a cream ale made by McMinimans actually. And yeah, they make, they make good beers, but, but their regular stuff is not great. They're in Pacific Northwest, you know, like United States, um, uh, brewery and they they have several I mean they're pretty big for for what they do they even have like hotels and like haunted they buy old schools and turn them into ha hotels with movie theaters and all that stuff um, it's really really great uh, but you can but you can also buy beer there by the pitcher which is like two liters of beer and they had something it was a nitrous 
Um, you know, nitrous is like a stout, like Guinness is a nitrous beer. It's nitrous oxide instead of, you know, whatever, carbon dioxide naturally ferment fermented. Um, and so it makes it all buttery. Like Harry Potter butter beer, I imagine that to be a butter beer. And I had this creamy ale butter beer that was just fantastic. Like it tasted like candy. It was ridiculous. Um, but I, otherwise, you can't really find that. So Pilsner has got to be up there for just like standard. Like I, I'm going to go for a beer and it's not hard to find. Yeah, because Pilsner is even popular here in Latvia. Because you know what? Yeah, I can if even, you want I can, the default, you grab Pilsner. But that's not my favorite. I mean, it's far from the best. It's just kind of like if I had to like if I was sending somebody to the store and, you know, and I didn't trust them to pick something good. I'd be like, hey, see if they got Pilsner, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Ooh, otherwise there's so many, I like, you know, back home to Oregon, we have Deschutes brewery, which is fantastic from bend and they so make a ale, like a really good one is twilight ale. And I say that because most people might've heard of it. Cause it's, I can get that down here in Safeway, for instance. Um, it might be, I don't think it's imported to Europe. That might be too far like for beer. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they make one, a summer ale, only in the summer, called Twilight Ale, and that's so good. And they, they made that before the movies came out, by the way. I drank Twilight Ale in college. So, I mean, yeah, that was before the Twilight movies came out. Um, but yeah, there's there's just some really good microbrews here. I'm always exploring. Czech Republic, also, that really changed. Ten years ago, when I moved there, you could only get the big ones. Czeski Budiovice, like the Budweiser, Budvar, um, and Pilsner, and Gambrinos, and those, you know, ugh. Uh, those kind of beers. And now you can really get Czechs have the villages import their little beers to the city and you can get 50 different Czech beers that are just fantastic. Our Eastern uh, European microbreweries are so good. So good. So good. I think, okay, if you want to break it down, because um, are you a lager guy or what's your favorite style beer? Are we going to talk beer? Is, this, is, that, is that what this is devolving into? This no, is no, pretty... no, no. This is usually normal. This is perfectly normal. Let's talk beer. Okay, I talk with everyone. It's, the I thing love... is, I can't actually, it's only 9 a.m. and it's a work day. I'm, I have to go turn on my work computer here in like less than an hour. So, um, oh, great. But, but, I, you know, normally... so I can't actually drink a beer. In my fridge right now, right now I have some hard root beer, which was a mistake. It wasn't very good, um, but I'm, I'm trying out new things. I love um, IPAs because I I, I, oh, I can't. It's hard to find a good one for me. I don't like the overly hoppiness. But you're yeah, an IPA. But, see, I, I love my favorite IPA is one called the Green <laughs> Shotgun, a Latvian IPA, which essentially tastes like a pine forest. It, you, it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, you told me about that on on, yeah. on, on a different show. We've already had this conversation before. Yeah, but I guess so. But yeah, but technically, I am drinking a lager right now. Four of those. Can you drink four of those in a row? Those the... no 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 yeah, no. exactly. So that's not that's eh. that's not that's not because you'll get drunk because they're very strong. I, but yeah, I, I kind of like a beer that I could have three of them. Like I would just want to order another one kind of thing. Like yeah, not you can't even get Golden Dark, which is my favorite dark beer. Like what's the one you just held up? Say that again. Or what's the that's all that's Alders 1865. That's a brand new brand from Alders. Okay. Alders is a Alders is a very very default kind of. Very commercial, very crappy brewery, but it's a lager for sure. It's, it's a lager. Yeah. It's it's kind of um it's kind of an old recipe. It's very light. It's four point eight four point eight percent alcohol. Yeah, I like that actually. Uh, so I like so um, it's pretty it's pretty good. It's, it's good for podcasting, man. Because uh, yeah, as I as it runs on coffee, podcasts run yeah. on beer and some other substances which I'm doing shall not be named. Order. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, so I'm about to have a huge pot of coffee here. In uh, in like you know, whenever because before the, I start working, the special coffee, yes, no real coffee in in like 15 20 minutes because yeah, uh, but yeah, anyways, um, oh, because of the special stuff, yeah, because of the special podcasting medicine, um, so what else? What oh yeah, okay, so what about okay, so so ales and lagers are basically the two beers that I can just sit and drink three, four, whatever, fifteen, what I mean, <laughs> edit, edit, uh, twenty, um, so. <laughs> Oh, but I but I I enjoy a porter, a dark beer. Uh, Checks. Do you guys have dark lagers? You yeah, must unfiltered yeah. ones. Yeah. Even unfiltered. Well, yeah. There's unfiltered, but even like like a really dark. And just dep depends on what kind of barley or or you know. Um, oh, or wheat beers. How are Latvian wheat beers? Great, actually, because you know, wheat beers are like special. It's, it's kind of interesting because my favorite wheat beer is Hogarden, which is. Ah, uh, just kind of a text. Kind of too light. It's too light. It's too, I don't know. Yeah, but you we have we have this plant called Sidonis, which is like uh, lemon-ish, kind of sour-ish, and that's how the beer tastes like. 
It, it's a it's a yeah. summer beer, definitely. Yeah. It's it's kind of very light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. So I, there's some pretty heavy wheat beers, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, still. Welcome to the Dark Myths podcast, where we discuss beer on each episode. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was gonna say, what we actually do? And it all it always kind of devolves into that. Yeah, yeah. And I'll quote Mr. Daniele Bellelli here. All this, all oh, discussions okay. worth to have uh, contain some philosophy, and then they then they go down to boobs. It goes down to boobs. Well, let me let me make a couple of plugs here. So. Boobs. History, history of boobs, history of the same thing. What bruise? Boobs, boobs. not booze. Boobs. Oh, boobs. Uh, <laughs> but it's boobs, booze. Ah, uh, you know. Eh, you know they go great together. It, it works. Um, okay, so a couple of plugs is I've done a show on the Reinheitsgebot about German, you know, why the German Beer Purity Act technically, but I just the history of German beer, um, and that's like one of my all-time most downloaded shows. So that's that's one that I think if you haven't heard, you might enjoy on the history of Germany. Um, it's one of the earlier ones, so you know, scroll down and it's Reinheitsgebot or whatever German Beer Purity Act. And on Bohemian, we did um, Pilsen. The, the city of Pilsen, the city, the because the Pilsen Brewery is huge. It is a whole, ta- like the the tunnels go for kilometers uh, underneath the city where they would store the you know it's a lager where they would lager the beer and that's kind of where that where that technique was really invented like the Pilsner style beer, which is just a specific lagering technique you know that lager beer became really popular there and uh, like that's just awesome like we we've been to that brewery. Um, and I've also been to the, the brewery in Chesky Budiovice, Budweiss, and I broke down the history of like why it's called Budweiss and why we have an American Budweiss and all that. That's American also on Bohemian. American Budweiss is owned by Danes, I think. There's there's Anheuser-Busch, but who owns them now? Is it? I thought it was like South Africans now. Who owns An- Anheuser-Busch? I don't know. I, I think it I think it was Germans or something. Or, Bel- yeah, or Belgians, uh, probably. probably. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so that, you know, but that's, that's an American, that was an American beer, American company. And, um, but yeah, it's a Czech town. Budweiss is in, is in Czech Republic. So talking about Czech Republic, there has been a petition recently that, uh, the Czechs have set up this petition that the, in English, their country should be called just Czechia. I, I, I that, that's how, by the way, we pronounce it in Latvian, yeah. Czechia. Uh, in American it would be like Czechia. I, I don't know. I don't know how Czech, well. Czechia. Yeah. Czechia. So, we call it because Czechia it, it, because it already is Czechia. It always has been Czechia. They just want it to officially be that in English, like that the UN recognizes that or whatever, because we don't really say Czechia. We say Czech Republic. Um, I don't know. But we, in we every were... other country, German is Czechian. And so Czechs themselves, Czeski, uh, uh, like Czeski is, is Czech or Czech Republic, Česká Republice, Česká Republice, basically. Um, but um, Česky, if you translate that to English, then well, well, the we proper still call English... we still call them that way. We call them Czech because well, we have another name. Yeah, they are Czech. Yeah, that's that's how it is. Yeah, that's what they call themselves is Czech. But in English, the proper term would be Bohemia, and they are Bohemians. That's technically what we mean by But why? Czech. I mean, is this another case of these Eastern European things happening? That's, a, that's, a, that's an old case of Czechs because, call themselves Czechs. Because Mazovians, Mazovians would basically yell if they, they, they would call Bohemians. No, no, no. This, no and, we're, this, and we're getting into deep Czech stuff now because no, 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 Mazovians it, it, are different from Bohemians and you know yeah, that. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's Vens and Serbs and Sorbs and... No, 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 but, but that's a really simple one, actually. So uh, Bohemia is pretty simple because before the Slavs moved in... There was the Boi, Boi, whatever they're called, um, which were like a Celtic tribe, you know, or whatever. And then there were some Germanic peoples living there. Um, and then the Slavs marched in probably the same time as the Germanic peoples, more or less. But the Slavs really marched in. And the Latin sources didn't really change the name of the area. It was still Bohemia. It was that's what it was. So the king of Bohemia was a Czech person. It was a Czech, but it was, you know, <laughs> The Bremisches Königreich, the Bohemian Kingdom. That's what it was in the Holy Roman Empire, in Latin and German and all the official languages. It was the Bohemia. It was Bohemia. It was the Kingdom of Bohemia. Um, but Czechs always called themselves Czech, 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 technically Czech. You know. So yeah, um, yeah. So now they just want the rest of the world to call them what they've always called themselves. Yeah, but it, a, I mean, but sense, Bohemia I goes back to. I mean, we're talking like back to the 10th century. Like, so it's a really old. Oh. Um, tradition of it, this is these people, these Slavic people are called Bohemians. Well, That's how long we've been calling them that. It's like more than a thousand years. And I have a final question for you here because um, I'll be asking you a question about 
because I've done some research on checks before. Because that's what I do. And one of my favorite books of all time is by Yaroslav Hasek. Oh. Uh, and you know what soldier? I'm talking about. The Good Soldier Oh, Schweik. God, I love that book. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's good, uh, for, uh, it's good yeah. for the parts one and two. In the third one, when he died and Franz Halada took over, then it became yeah. uh, pro-Russian. But the first two parts are one of the greatest books ever read. I know it's not popular in America. But that's if you awesome, haven't read Good Soldier Schweik... It's so how it, bureaucracy works. It's everything about you need to know about yeah. Austro-Hungarian Empire, Czechs, everything. And I've been to Prague, and I've went to. I was gonna say, if there, you, there, if you've been to Prague, you can actually follow in his footsteps. In his drunken, I sh- you should add, in his drunken, drunken footsteps. footsteps. And the when thing he goes is, to jail in Punkrats, that jail is still there. And, um, and the pub, and the pub, by the way, there are two pubs in oh, Prague. Oh, yeah. One is, one is called. Uh, Ushveku, which is the wrong one, because you should yeah, go yeah. Uh, Ukolobka, I think, to the cup. The one that's mentioned in the book, maybe, or something. Yeah, the one that's mentioned in the book to the cup, and that's also still there. And it's a book yeah. about it's a book about well, oh, if political awesome. if political satire is your thing, read it. It's just the reason. Everything. Yeah, some people might like it because so okay, some people might like it because it's hilarious. Okay, but others might like it because it is a check. Uh, so the satire are they're, they're very good at satire because they they would try to insult their Austrian emperor without getting arrested basically because these are Czech speaking a Czech language or even making fun of Hungarians without getting in trouble um, in the Slovaks case. So you know they they had this down to an art. It was, there, there were theater like drama pieces just making fun of the Austrians but disguised as you know all something else, um, making fun of Russians or making fun of something else. And Schweik is an example of like he gets in trouble all the time because of just stupid things he says and it's very educational for the time of like what you couldn't say and then also later again under the communists the Czechs were very good at playing that game because they had done it under the Austrians for hundreds of years like being careful of saying what you want to say without getting arrested you know be careful with how you joke and what jokes you make and you know what that kind of thing and and um so reading this before communism existed, this this piece of work, like it's really interesting because it's kind of foreshadowing what would also happen. But it's also foreshadowing that Czechs just drink a lot and he's just constantly getting into stupid trouble and yet doesn't and he still gets promoted now and then and he makes it and he's just he's a soldier. And he's just trying to make it to the front. That's all he's trying to do. He's just trying to get to the war and fight some Russians. That's it. But he just can't make it there. He's just too drunk. I yeah. think it's right because uh, he also has a very strong anti-war message in the one because there's this scene about he gets to, he gets sent yeah. to army prison and then there's this anti-war. teacher there who says, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a substitute teacher. Why the fuck should I shoot the other substitute teachers on the other side of the front? Because it's first, first World War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah, amazing. The, the, and the other the good thing... The book is anti-war and the book is kind of anti-Austrian or you know, anti-imperial occupation, I should say. It's not really anti-Austrian. It's, it's anti-imperial and anti-bureaucratic because... Bureaucratic, yeah. Because he's just, totally... A, yeah, he just gets drunk and, oh, free beer and, oh, that's it. And, um, and, but Schweik is not anti-war. He's just trying to do his job, you know, yeah, like that's the great part. He must do things for König und Kaiser. Yeah. König und Kaiser. Yep. Oh, it's great. Yep. So, uh, so, I mean, you can, you can, if you're reading that book in Prague, you can really like, oh, you can just go to these different places and it's fantastic. And another book that I mentioned in my show, by the way, on Eastern border is Karel, Karel Chapek's How Things Work. Which is oh. which is which is an excellent book because everything happens in the communist countries except how newspapers are made, which happens in New York City because of censorship yeah. reasons, which is fun uh, and it's and it's kind of crazy. And Karel Chapek is also responsible for inventing the word robot. Yeah, 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 exactly. Robotnik, which is yeah. the worker. We've mentioned that before. Yeah, Robotnik. So I I have a Slovak friend. Now it checks themselves. You don't really hear um, like. Budu robot, like Budu, you know, like I'm gonna go robot now. Um, but uh, I, I have a in Russia, friend. they still use the thing robotic, so say yeah. Robot. Well, I, I have a Slovak friend that he tells his daughter, like, so his daughter will call him or something, he's like, Robo team, you know, and he's like, I'm at work, and he's like, Robo team, you know, like, call me late. And I'm like, Oh my god, you're roboting, are you roboting right now? And he's like, Oh, you know, he's like, Hello, Robo team, like, call me later, you know. I was like, are you roboting? He's like, well, yeah. But he, he worked for IBM at that point. He's like working for IBM. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're kind of like, oh, I shouldn't say anything about IBM. But um, yeah, um, that's kind of funny. So, yeah, you still hear it. Like, it's still just used every day. Like, in, like I got to go robot. I Yeah, in fact, in fact, after this call, I'm going to go robot. So, 
Um, yeah. Well, man. Anyway, thank you for being on Dark Myths podcasts. Uh, it's not like you wouldn't be on them since you t- take care of all of our technical social media things and everything. I could just hijack whatever I want and I can tweet whatever I want and I can just put my own show on your feed. I have way too much power for one person, but but uh, don't don't tell Jordan that. And uh, this this was for this episode of Dark Myths podcast. Thank you listeners. We're having fun with this one. I hope you don't mind. And uh, see you next time with more shows from Dark Myths. And thanks to Travis. Any last words, good sir? Just go go have a look at podcastnick.com because otherwise I'll just I'll just keep talking about all the stuff that, that's coming up and we've been doing. Um, but yeah, so, so go check out podcastnick.com. Find me on Facebook or Twitter and, you know, come hang out. And I, I hang out at all those places. And um, yeah, looking forward to more of these, more of these uh, little episodes, Soviet endeavors that w- that you do. These little communist, these. No, these are not communist. This is just me actually interviewing all the people's. Guys. This is the people's podcast. <laughs> what people's? We are the we are the bourgeoisie of the internet. We are the people's. This is the this is the listeners' podcast of. No, I don't know. There there might be a revolution. Listeners will take over our microphones, and our RSS feeds. Oh my, oh my, no, anything but that. Okay, thanks, Jason, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.